Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Calling the Audible. <laughs> or, if you're in the studio, it's Calling the Inaudible. Uh, as we know. don't have anything happening in our headsets. Nothing, which nothing, is a nothing. problem. No, zero. It was fine and then you smacked it. <sighs> no, it, it was dying before that. Yeah. And then you I smashed mean, yes. it to assure its death. Um, I'm your host, Beast Del Reese. Joining me is Iggy Magnets um, and Eagle. How's it going, I'm back guys? to eating candy. You are? Different kinds of candy, but uh, tasty nonetheless. But obviously, I'm not Mo, so no Mo is no Arush challenge. Correct. We got no Mo. That's got peas frustrated. Well, we do have Mo, actually. I'm not yeah, sure if well, you guys well, saw I this. Mean, we have a... Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, What's what he, is he sitting, sitting on? on? Nothing. Is he, is he, oh, so he's uh, doing the chair? Yeah. So, if, so let's describe it for the audio. Uh, okay, for the audio audience, just go to Mo's Instagram. It's a picture where he's sitting in whiteness. That's it. Yeah. What's, With, uh, what's the caption say? I'm the 1% you don't get. Bro, can you <laughs> not speak while you're chewing? <laughs> Report. <laughs> Iggy could have read that and sounded less disgusting. Why the are 1% you reporting? you don't get? Why are you reporting? Yeah. I'm the one percent. Yeah, I report this post to me. Eating get. disorders, I think. Politics. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Mo is the most normal person with the the strangest social media. Yeah, the elephant stuff. Well, I mean, he likes I elephants. Don't get it. Which he is not the one percent that I don't get. Yeah. So, false information. Um, we're not going to cover women's in co-ed today because there was nothing happened since last show. There, yeah, there were no games on Sunday and Monday yeah. because of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So no Monday, uh, no women's, no COVID games. So no coverage. That's different from last week's Correct. episode. How was your Thanksgiving? Good. A lot of food. Could have been better. I could have had a significant. I could have had a significant other come visit, but uh, that will be. But in they, they, they was you do a new credit card and it was blocked from the normal service. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> Cash only. <laughs> Uh, the the significant other is coming yeah. in 10, 13 days. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, so there's a delay. Yeah, we. Uh, I made turkey. Yeah. Uh, for the first time, I done this for the first time. Did you pay out. a reasonable price for your turkey, by the way? No. Oh, there we go. My anger price. about turkey prices oh. broke the headsets, oh. and we're back. We have audio. I'm so happy, oh but it sounds terrible, God. and it's dying. It's actually oh dying, and Jesus it's gone. Christ. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> no, I'm good. It's very good. Really? Okay, yeah, good. Holy good. Crap. Hopefully this uh, this will this will work until the the interview with little power. No, it was way too expensive. Um, but what I did for the first time was I uh, I lifted the skin off the meat. <laughs> Is yeah. this your like uh, bird incision? Is this your psychopath version of Thanksgiving? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, go go. And I and I I covered the interior of the meat uh, with uh, sage butter. And then roasted it that way, but roasted like elevated from the base mm-hmm. of the pan, so mm-hmm. the air was first circulating. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the meat was super buttery, and the skin was super crispy. Nice, worked out really well. Yeah, yeah I've seen people do that for spices too, like dry rub, but yeah. underneath the skin and everything. I, I was going to do it with spices, but then I realized if there's room for butter, <laughs> yeah. why not add that mm. for maximum health? You solve the the ever going issue of the dry turkey. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if you make it properly, it shouldn't be dry. Yeah, I, I I recommend a uh, a thermometer that you can plug in at a distance. Plug in thermometers. Yeah. yeah. Question: yeah. The one I use for the turkey, can I use for myself? 
uh, as provided it's cleaned between usage and provided that it, after it's used for you, you don't go from ass to turkey. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I would put it yeah. in the turkey's butt, right? So I would imagine yeah. I'd use it in mine too. You can go so. turkey to ass, but you never go ass to turkey. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, there will be... Uh, that was my transition. There w- no, there will be some <laughs> Thanksgiving-related uh, tier tier one through four questions. Though. Absolutely. Oh, there will? I haven't read the script. Yes. Because you didn't give us are. access until two minutes ago. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, so part of it, uh, normally we do the show on Thursdays, but there's an FPF meeting, uh, a rules committee meeting on yeah. Thursday this week. So we're doing the show Wednesday. Iggy and I have a game. It's insanely stressful to m- make these changes uh, <laughs> during the week. But here we are. Doing our best to give you content. Um, Just as a reminder for our viewers, if you want to go ahead and provide us feedback on our Facebook group, there's a link here. Um, Facebook's not being nice in terms of showing stuff, but you can go ahead and fill this in, change a rule. So if you want to propose a new rule, if you want to change an existing rule, or if you have an administrative suggestion, go ahead and pick the category. And then based on the form, it'll ask you to just describe your rule or same thing for the other categories. It'll give you more additional questions. So feel free to fill this in. Um, it is going to be a quick turnaround. Um, not to say this was ambushed on us in terms of the meeting itself, but a lot of us didn't realize it was coming up this quickly. So we're in a little bit of a scramble mode this week. Not going to lie. And uh, he means me. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know those meetings. Honestly, me too. Kind of. Um. So there's four games for playoff eligibility. That's the Mocon morning yep. update. Yeah. Well, it's just because it's rough. We're roughly through the halfway halfway uh, point of. Yeah, the I season. saw your mid-season article. Mine's coming out. Uh, half of mine is coming out shortly. God the damn. Out God damn. They're so long to do. Oh man. You guys have no idea how you, long it takes us to write them. You make me question whether I want to be a writer yeah. every year because of this. Article. You know what happens? Uh. So, the the first weeks of writing the article is a blast. For like weeks one through four. Yeah. It's fun. You get to yeah. cre- be creative and you're, you're learning about the league too. Yeah. Mid-season is tough and then weeks sort of six, seven, eight, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm a playoff, little worn out. Yeah. Uh, but now the playoff, once the playoff hunt starts and the playoffs start, then it's, it's it kicks. really fun and you forget about the mid-season report and then yes. I use that knowledge to hire you again because you're excited in the playoffs mm. and that's how I, I, I keep the circle of writers. That's what I do. So I went to go Thanks. look. Yes. We already have eight submissions since we posted it this morning. Okay. My Any favorite ones? one thus far, I've already gotten to it. It's the second one. It says, Pease has to play in a kilt. Okay. That's an administrative suggestion. And yes, course. and this yeah. is what, no, this is a new Rocket rule kilt. suggestion. <laughs> and in, in the <laughs> section where it says, why is this rule necessary? Yeah. The explanation is because. <laughs> you can't argue with that logic. Yeah. Yeah. It's flawless. It's one word. It is because. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think I, so I think we should hire kilt. this person for the media. Yeah, immediately, <laughs> immediately. You should include your name so I can hire you. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't mind playing the kilt. That's fine. It's not that different from shorts, and it's not like rushers don't grab my nuts as it is. So <laughs> no difference <laughs> or, there. Or plow through you. Or plow through me in some yeah. cases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rushers, be respectful. Come on, yeah. come on. No milking. Um, the are the, there's uh there was a quarterback injury last night. Oh, yeah. Um, Joel Hull from Ravens then for the season oh wow oh. yeah oh. the injury uh, Matthew Hull uh, wrote to me and, I, and was asking some questions I posted this in our, in our group I got no answer but the IR rule is it still the annoying thing that I hate that you can only replace a player who is rated X points higher than you kind of there is a limit 
on not how many points are higher than you, but a maximum IR cap for mm. the division. So you have to fit. Oh, did you break it again? No, no, it's fixed. You, well, it's you broke my left ear, but my, I can hear in the right. That's I, fine. I can hear things, so yeah, that's fine. I'll take it. So you can you can replace a QB, or any player for that matter, with another player. They have to fit your like your your division's cap yeah, as a cap roster compliant. requirement. Yeah. And there is it's not a certain amount over the player you're replacing, but there is a maximum amount for a division. So as an example, if you're a tier four team and your quarterback or the quarterback wide receiver gets hurt. You can't bring in a tier one wide receiver, even though they fit your team cap, because it goes against the spirit of the rule in terms of trying to make your team be able to play in yeah. the. Uh, it's the playoffs. stupid. It's really stupid. It's a dumb rule. It's it's not. It's it's I, a dumb rule because, again, if the player fits your cap, at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the season, middle season, middle end of the season, of the season the, what's the problem? The, because you played the potentially the entire season with a team someone gets hurt and now you bring in a ringer who wins you a championship that's that's not gonna happen because fpf's not a beer league because one player it's literally never happened ever well okay so so <laughs> here is a scenario i want you to give me think a, give of. me a scenario and i'll tell you if it would if it would actually win a team a championship okay so here is the scenario Here's the answer, tier no. four the cap is 400 okay you're an entirely brand new team you're an entirely new team, so your uh, players are all 55s. 55 by 6. Iggy, quick math. I wasn't listening. I saw a message. 55 times 6. Um, like 330. 330. Yeah, yeah, 330. You yeah. have 70 points available. Okay. Okay? That means yeah. you could basically replace one of your players with a 100-100 player and still have room. Yeah. You play the entire season. The last game, one of your receivers gets hurt, and you bring in A.J. Gomes. And he has a tier four quarterback throwing to him? Yes. Not a championship. He throws the ball into the end zone and A.J. Gomes scores every single play on a 40 ball. Yeah, but it, that doesn't happen. The, the, the situation that can happen is it, the it, point. But it can't happen. Because of course it can. I'll give you an example. A.J. Gomes played Division Four, and they didn't win a championship. Division Four, but not with tier real, four? With, with decent quarterback. I'll, I'll give you a better example. One that's happening right now. Tier four, Division One player, Julian McLaren Thompson. Yeah. Playing on why is that okay? Uh, prime time. Why is uh, he not a ringer now? I don't know. One of the. I'm not saying you should. We're not allowing it. If you register, we allow you to do it. The but point is, if someone gets hurt, we don't want you to bring in a random person who's playoff eligible, who is considered not just a ringer but a, a star. You know when sometimes there are rules that created that sense. are that are rules created that are supposed to be for safety, and in reality, it's just overly bureaucratic. That's one of these this things. Of it them. doesn't actually say it's, it's to give it. value to the regular no. It's to make you feel better. No, it's that's not. it. No, no, that's all it is. It's to make the people who who made the decision feel better about the IR rule. Just to me, if a team is ca is cap compliant, a team is cap compliant. Yeah. If a quarterback is cap compliant, a quarterback is cap compliant. Period. That nothing is going to change my mind, and my voice seems to have broken the headsets again. <laughs> no, fix them for me. Really? Yes. <laughs> Can we not have headsets at the same time? <laughs> They're inverted. They're proportionally This is inverted. insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, is, this is so bad. Sorry about that to the listening audience. Uh, we, we really... Uh, can can I submit on the, the uh, suggestion for rules committee that we get a new uh, <laughs> headphone rule? amp? And, and a new IR oh, Yeah, yeah. Rule. Change that shit. I had found one, remember? Yeah, I know. I just didn't have time to 
Oh no! Does this mean you can't hear our next caller? I don't think I can hear the caller, but if I can't, uh, you'll lead the interview. I, I, absolutely. What we'll do is whoever's headset is working, we'll ask the next question. Yes. I hear that though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we do have uh, Will Power mm-hmm. joining us here as of we less than Kiss My End Zone. Yes. Uh, joining us for our uh, beginning of Tier 1 coverage uh, as we move along uh, the show here. Will Power, hello. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, look at that. Hey, hey, buddy. You're not on your way to watch the, the hockey game? What is this? No, not now because my lift is here and the, uh, he's in the basement now, so uh, kind of trying to stall him. So, yeah. Perfect. But wait, wait, are, are you cheering to look for, for the things Habs that aren't there? or the Leafs, though? Uh, is that a rhetorical question? I mean, there's a correct answer to this question, so. Yeah, it's the Leafs, so yes, I'm cheering for the Leafs. 4-2. I already made a bet with the co-worker at work that, we'd, uh, that we would win 4-2, so uh, go Leafs. But what are your thoughts on Skylar Thompson starting this week for the uh, Miami Dolphins? <laughs> I hope he starts and Teddy Bridgewater doesn't because it's the worst of two. It's the better of two <laughs> evils. I think it's the evil of evils. It's just that... <laughs> It sucks. It's awful. I'm, I'm not looking forward to this Sunday. And, uh, and, and last question I have for you. Do you want yeah. the Leafs to have a really good regular season and then choke in the playoffs like they always do and channel their inner Blue Jays? Or would you rather <laughs> they have a poor regular season and not qualify at all so that way you can feel that you didn't deserve it all along? No, definitely make the playoffs and <laughs> be up 3 nothing and blow the league because I'm, I'm just so That's used to that idea. right now. I'm, yeah. I'm immune to it, so it's, uh, it's really no different. So, Will, I heard something at the field. Um, a player who shall rename, uh, rename? no, he, he'll, he'll rename, he'll remain named <laughs> Ryan Dobbs Garnett. There's too many arms in there, in there to, to, to say that correctly. He said you only won uh receiver of the year in div two because he was a, a light year in div two. I've been hearing people put down your ability as long as I've known you. And I was like, I've been like, no, Will's, Will's a baller. Will's ridiculous. You guys are, are stupid. You picked off Dan Lazara three times last night. I'm shocked when Dan Lazara throws three interceptions in a season. So can you take us through what happened in that game? Yeah, sure. Uh, no problem. It was, uh, well, honestly, it was, it was a really fun game uh, by both teams. I think both uh, offenses started off slow. Uh, we went four and out on our first drive. And, uh, yeah, first drive of the game, uh, I got my first pick that was tipped up in the air. Um, and, yeah, we scored. We got a TD. And, uh, yeah, I think for, for us, uh, we were up 16-8 going into halftime. Um, and I think, like, they were a little bit surprised because, you know, they were putting up a bunch of points all year. Um, and, like, for us, we didn't want to, like, take the pedal off the metal, uh, like, whatsoever. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, like, Credit to them because they came back in the game. We were up two scores in the second half. They made it uh, 22 to 20. They went for an onside kick, uh, didn't get it. Uh, we were able to score a TD, get the extra point, and then and then from there, uh, basically we kept a, a nine point lead. But uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I expect to see them again, definitely in the playoffs. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that we had a really good defensive scheme. Uh, to play against them because, uh, like I mentioned, these guys put up a bunch of points. And Nick Santomo for us. Uh, has been a huge addition to to our defense. He's yeah. calling uh, the the defense uh, from the beginning of the season, and none of us have ever played with him before. And he's fit the team like a glove. So it's uh, you know big credit to him putting us in position to uh, to make plays on the the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so you know just more than just yesterday's game, we wanted your take on the on the season so far. You're you're five zero and one, undefeated in tier one. 
with the ranks yeah. of, you know, the Braves, which you haven't played yet. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, Kangaroos, huge win, uh, big win against STL. That looks like, you know, blessed uh, point of view from the outside is that, oh, it's all Stephen Harrapersad and, and, and the offense can put up points, but, you know, defensively the team's going to get lit up and, and you're proving a, a, against it. So I just want your thoughts on, on the season so far. Yeah, uh, well, first off, uh, I think like Pease alludes, alludes to guys that are underrated in FPF, and I think that Pease um, is, is right with, with Stephen Harpersad. Uh, look, you look at Steve, he doesn't necessarily look like a, an, a baller. Uh, people are going to say like he doesn't have uh, a great deep ball, but I think like he's really shown that he can play in any division in FPF. Uh, and he does have a great deep ball, and he's not only is he a smart QB because it takes more than just smarts to be able to put up the numbers he's putting up. Uh, he's able to thread the needle, and on top of having his high IQ is what uh, makes this team roll. So yeah, definitely we lead on our offense to to put up points. Um, I think that yeah, the what's been fun about Blessed is everyone knows their role. Um, and we've never really had issues with, uh, you know, whether it's guys not subbing, uh, whether it's guys, you know, not wanting to uh, to like like sit in a, in a big job of a game. Basically, Steve calls the six, the five guys he wants on offense, uh, and you know those those five guys play. And same with the defensive end. So, uh, you know, we're we're really close off the field too, uh, which really helps. And that we watch a lot of like film together, uh, whether it's game of the weeks, whether it's you know games we were filmed, um, and uh, yeah, especially with like the MFL, like we're really close there. So. So it's just the chemistry we have that, you know, we feel like uh, if, if we're on our game, we could compete with anybody uh, in, in FPF. So it's been a lot of like believing in one another, believing in each other, uh, relying on Steve to take us to the promised land, which he's done uh, several times, uh, you know, in previous seasons. Uh, but I just say like to answer your question in, you know, just a few words again in a sentence, it would be that we really love each other off the field and we're like kind of that tight family. And it's been leading to a production uh, on, on the football field. Did you have a Friendsgiving, though? We did not have a Friendsgiving. Not, not, see, this doesn't um, count. Not, not no, all, the, all this lovey-dovey stuff doesn't count That's if true. you didn't break bread on the weekend you're supposed to do that other That's group. Bullshit. Doesn't count. <laughs> well, you want to know why? Because we, oh. six of the other seven days of the week were together, and then that one day is like an actually biological family day. Yeah, so we like had right. to spend it with That's our right. actual parents and stuff um, like that. So, Will... You mentioned, of course, uh, MFL, and, and there are a lot of our players who do play MFL. I do want to mm-hmm. take a moment to say if you want to catch uh, MFL's version of this show uh, covering all of MFL, MFL Total Access, I believe, Will Power mm-hmm. is the host. Um, yeah. He's done a great job. I've actually caught a yeah. couple of episodes uh, just because was my friend and i see his face i'm like i'm gonna click that um i don't play at mfl but it's it's a league i have played in before and uh we have a good relationship with the players in that league like will like like steve harpersad and so on and um also if you want to hear his thoughts on the nfl catch him on cglo radio Yes, thank you for that. Uh, appreciate the the shadow peas. I ripped into the NFL officiating. I'll be on tomorrow. I'm not sure when this airs, but I'll be on Thursday at noon. Uh, like you said, PCGLO, and uh, I'll give my thoughts, not so friendly thoughts on the NFL refereeing uh, so far <laughs> on the quote unquote roughing the passers we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, hugging the passer is uh, more apt, I believe. Uh, Will, thank you for joining us. We'll let you uh, get to the bar. Hey, Will, uh, last question yeah. for you here. Is there anything else? You told else... me to rap. No, no, no I you don't. told me to rap. I know, I know. Bro. Is your producer like this, Will? Do you have these oh, we issues? Don't, I don't, we, 
we don't have a producer. We're not, so we're not actually, SPF yet. You know was, what? I need to break your brain on how we can cut his salary. So, yes, please. <laughs> this is actually going to be my question. Is there anything else you guys are doing on Total Access to our MFL you guys are going to borrow from us that we should be aware of? Borrow from you guys? That's We've fine, never geez. borrowed anything, so I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I go out of my way to build bridges with other leagues. And <laughs> he knocks them down. Him and Mo are the worst. Nah. Him and Mo are the worst. Yeah. Um, but the, you mean uh, they, we borrow nothing except our rule book? Um, and our media. Well, yeah, that's okay. Uh, you know what they say? Flattery is the best form of loving peace. And uh, I feel loved. Hmm. That's yeah. what they say. I could... No, I'm not going to say that. that's too okay. Mean. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's a nice little uh, little piece to hear from Will. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the. I'm t- I'm, I'm legit. Risers. Honestly, what it is with him and Steve, I have so much because they're my friends. I have so much pride in seeing what they've done in FPS. Yes. Yeah, and I'm done with hearing people talk shit. Like, yeah, at some point you it have to recognize how good they are. <laughs> yeah, and while you know some people can say you know uh, yeah yeah offensively he's got it but meh, can he cover the deep ball well you know certain someone was scorekeeping that game last night and he probably saw it for himself what he can do on the deep ball against one of the best passers yeah. in our in our league so yeah it's look i i get i get it's not the prototypical vision you have in your head of what uh and a star player looks like but like his accomplishments are there right and um but you know what the haters are going to say, right? It's, oh, well, one of them was tipped. One of them was at the end of the game on a Hail Mary. Mm. And the other but one... But that's the oh. thing he does well is track the ball in the air. Yeah. Right? That's the thing we literally were saying is, yeah. is there are few players who are better offensively and defensively at going to get the ball in the air. I don't think Will's a great flat defender, for example. I think he, he tends to play, be a little bit soft. I think that's yeah. something he would admit he, he needs to improve. Yeah. I remember on one of our teams, Yavar uh, uh, said at one point, well, I just send Will deep every play because he drops anyway, <laughs> you know? But yeah. that's what he does well. So you use guys for what they do well. For right? their skill sets, yeah. One thing I really like about this game is Lazaro only had 26 attempts throughout the entire game, which yeah. if you're keeping the ball out of his hands and forcing the plays, the drops to take long and everything, he doesn't have as many opportunities to score, which exactly. we're used to seeing like 50, 60 points in the Tier 1. Yeah. So Bless has a really smart way of controlling the game clock. When you see Stephen Harper's side, Stephen Harper's side, uh, throwing 40, 40 times in a game, right? So, like, that's that shows you uh, what the intent was, right? So, yeah, um, there was a there was a drive that was eleven plays long with the extra point. Like, that's yeah. you know, that's eating six or seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they would they would have wanted to have had more of those drives. The other ones were about five or six plays, uh, but with missing the onside I mean, kick, five or six. But if you score, it's yes. fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. What what was more in like. To what Eagle is saying is that on third and fourth down, they were able to get those those passes defended, uh, preventing the first down and preventing the, the drives for, for uh, con- continuing for uh, yeah. Dan Lazar and the Kangaroos offense. But that was the key to, key to victory. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so who needs to be in the double elimination bracket more stl kgp run at once like who's most impacted by a one game sample size so remember the teams from five through eight are going to be single limb so you have to finish top four right exactly and right now 
that's the four, five, and six seed. You got uh, SDL at, at four, sitting in the double elimination right now as Eagle puts it up here. KGP just on the outside, and then run it once. Look, I think uh, technically you can include hashtag NR in that conversation because they have two games in hand. Okay, yeah. Uh, now, one which they're down 14 nothing against Kangaroos, but I digress. There's a possibility they could jump up spots. ECW is in a little bit more of a pickle. Yeah, because of the extra loss and, and, and the tie, which doesn't help help them uh, in that situation. Uh, but look, I'll uh, I'll go by process of elimination here. Uh, let's throw We're out... looking at that middle tier of teams, right? Yeah, like that's... That's, that's where the question really fundamentally comes from. Yeah, uh, that, I, that I wrote and came up with myself. Of course, absolutely. Uh, I'll throw... I'll start by a process of elimination. I'll eliminate KGP from there. Because because KGP. because KGP because playoff KGP is a real thing exactly so <laughs> and, and they just win they they take everything I know about the game <laughs> and shred it to garbage like yeah. like I'm I'm the the dude who doesn't believe that you can like the the quote unquote flip a switch like you are the team you are and KGP consistently proves that wrong and yeah. like they're legitimately they've become that team who plays bored in the regular season yeah. Because they get up for games against Braves, for example. Mike Pierson <laughs> told me he's like KGP has our number. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know to do. and I don't know why. But they just but they do. They just Beca- do. but the thing is because they literally they like for a lot of these games it seems like they're just sort of going through the motions. You know they're good. You know guys show up late half the time. Um, yeah. But then for those big games, for playoff games, that's never the case. Yeah, you know. So like that's that's. Uh, kind of w- where they shine, right? So I, I, I'll, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on eliminating KGP from that discussion. Yeah. Then it's between STL and Run It Once. And I'll probably just go with STL just because Dylan Taylor's finding his groove again after a few seasons off uh, from playing uh, the position. And it's it's tough to just come back in and play. Yeah. You know, he's still watching the, the game from afar as a ref. But it's it's totally different when you're in the action and and the guys are are, are moving at a at a much faster pace than than what you remember. It's led to some inconsistency. Like they've had games where they've looked great, and yeah. they've had games where they just don't things aren't meshing. Yeah. Um, and it's not just him who's been away. There are players on that team like Theo Oje hasn't yep. played in a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrence Adams, who we'll talk about in a little bit, hasn't played in a while. Um, so I think that collective rust kind of cleans itself up and I think that leaves us to run it once. I think run it once needs small sample sizes. Uh they, sorry, they need it they 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 can't have a game where something goes wrong and they're out, they're out of the they're out of the, the playoffs, right? So for you it's run it once that needs to be a double elimination. Although I just game. said something that's contradictory, but like is the idea if you're not a strong team is it better to have one chance and just sort of go I guess no because then you can lose. I was saying cuz like like because the double elimination, there's a chance. I guess there's still a chance you play a team twice because they can win. Sorry, I'm thinking yeah. of all the different machinations. There's, no, there's, there's zero advantage, advantages to being <laughs> to a single, single elimination. elimination. Oh, hey, I had to get through it. I had okay. to get through it. Right. I was thinking because you might have to face the same team twice, but that might still happen. Yeah. If you're double elimination or single elimination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think run it once. They're more su- most subject to if they have a bad game, they need to have a second swing at it. Um, okay. I think they're, they're they're the team that can come out the flattest. For that reason, yeah, they just they they they're very meticulous. They drive the field, um, they control the clock. But they they like if they don't punctuate one or two of their drives with the score, they, they find themselves out of it really quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's I think the the biggest. It's issue. Uh, what do you what do you think about uh, Jeff Rosenblatt 
playing uh, from behind, like two scores. Is not ideal. Yeah. Not ideal. I mean, uh, it's not we, ideal for, for any quarterback, but, <laughs> but specifically. Uh, you have to look game. at the quarterback amongst the, the quarterbacks he's that, playing against, against yes. the other teams he's playing against, yes. right? Yes. Um, and so, for example, we've talked about this with Frank K, right? Like Frank K, I think if, if he was playing in, in Div 6 or, or even Div 5 or whatever it was, like, or the equivalent in fall, Tier 4, let's say, you know, it wouldn't matter if he's down. Right. Whereas um, him in Tier 3, that's the issue. And I think it's the same thing with Jeff Rosenblatt. If he's down, in, if he's in Tier 2, everyone's afraid of Jeff on every drive. Mm-hmm. In Tier 1, he's sort of on the lower end of the quarterback spectrum, which is not an insult. It's yeah. the lowest end of the top rung of the ladder. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah he, he would struggle more than any of the other, other quarterbacks in that tier, I think. Even compared to a guy like Jeremy White who could just make things happen with his feet if things aren't going well. I, I think a, a good example of that is their game against Kangaroos a few weeks back outdoors in Laval. He was still scoring on one or two plays, but so was Dan Lazara. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, and he was late. Oh, yes, he That's was true. late for that. Yeah, yeah, he was late for that game, yes. Yeah. He's also the most likely of that group to be late. Cutler's sure. not showing up late. Oh, right, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. um, right. I got you now, yeah. Full, uh, a full admission, when Jay Cutler was the quarterback of the Dolphins, mm-hmm. I called him Phil Cutler about 17,000 times. When, when he was just, playing, yeah. Just because at that point, I'd, I'd, been talk, I'd been talking about Phil more often than I'd been talking about Jay Cutler. Yeah. Um, and so, as such, I made that mistake a thousand times. When you were on another show called, on another show. called Hot Sauce Sports? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's here. Did you waiting play it? Waiting and no. waiting and okay. waiting. Because I didn't know if my headset was and working And waiting and waiting. And he's going to make us wait. <sighs> so, so You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Such a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get a producer, MFL. Yeah, MFL. <laughs> you know, save tip, the budget. Pro tip. <laughs> save the budget. So, P's, tier one, not usually known uh, where rushers make a huge impact as much as other divisions. I, I disagree. Okay. I, I think there's less, they have less counting stats, but yeah. they have a huge impact. Fair, yeah, that, fair. That's why Matt yeah. Kerouac's in the Hall of Fame. Right. It's not for his terrible receiving. It's it's yeah. for his rushing, right, 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 and not necessarily. I mean, he he puts up the stats, uh, but timely plays, yeah, like the pick six in that finals in the winter, which was uh, ridiculous. absolutely, <laughs> and like that ridiculous. that was like for for those who those of you who don't who are too young to know what Matt Kerouac <laughs> was when he was younger, that's what that is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he literally told me he's like, I think I should stop playing FPF after that play. Like <laughs> he's like, I can't get better. Um, but yeah, I, I think they have a huge impact because if you can shorten the amount of time these great quarterbacks have to throw the ball, you know, it makes a big deal. And, and like, the, what you see in low divisions of, of uh, rushers taking a bad angle and missing a guy's flag, yep. that that doesn't happen. Yeah. That doesn't happen. But you were, sorry, I, I didn't yeah, mean to yeah. get you off. I was trying to add context to your... To your right, right, right. So, so that, that said, given two rushers here, they're kind of different styles, Isaiah Lard or Terrence Adams. They're a different style of rusher. So I, I'm going to give you three quarterbacks, but for each one, yeah. I want you to give me the better rusher against, for example, Dan Lazara. Are you taking Isaiah Lard? Or are you taking Terrence Adams to rush Lazara? I, I'm going uh, Isaiah Lard because uh, he is... Dan Lazara is not the tallest gentleman. And as a guy with a similar, um, similar size as Dan Lazara... Um, it's tough to throw over tall rushers. He's also Dan is uh, he has a really quick release. 
and get yeah. through the ball. And so, like, a guy with a sort of a bull rush like Terrence Adams, I think, has less of an impact. Although it depends because what STL does, why Terrence Adams is so effective, is they take away a lot of first reads and then Terrence Adams closes quickly, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I still think Isaiah Lard is probably the worst matchup for Dan because he likes to use the middle of the field and go deep over the middle of the field. And uh, Isaiah makes it harder to see that. Yeah, and, and I mean, even in that game yesterday against Bless, I saw a 16-yard sack <laughs> from Isaiah Lard on, yeah. on Lazarus. So, like, even when he tries to buy time and spins one way so and the other. Dan, when, when Dan was a tackle quarterback, he was a mobile quarterback. Right. And you see that at times, although he's not in the shape he was when he played tackle and, you know, age comes for us all. And um, he's not as quick as he was. And it's a different game, right? Um, he's developed into sort of this, you know, pocket passer. But he, he does have some elusiveness. But it's just tough with, with Isaiah Lard come bearing down on you, right? Yes. Uh, and he had a nine-yard sack as well on, on Lazaro. Two sacks and a PD uh, yesterday. Uh, but a guy like Jeremy White... Yeah, in that case, give me Terrence Adams because Terrence Adams can chase him down. Um, and Jeremy White is really good at changing his throwing window. Mm-hmm. Like when people think about Jeremy as a mobile quarterback or mobile quarterbacks in general, they think about their ability to run. But Jeremy, sometimes it's a design rollout of two or three steps and then he can fire the ball and he gets himself out of that uh, sort of uh, window with the rusher, right? So like, Yeah, the one he's trying to block. Yeah, and yeah. so like if I take the STL defense in general, they can get Jeremy to hold it a second longer, and Terrence is is fast enough that he can close that gap mm-hmm. on uh, on uh, Jeremy White. Yeah. And then, how about a prototypical pocket passer who doesn't usually run, but can when when given the who opportunity? Can, who can score running touchdowns against Hot Sauce Sports? Stephen Harapersad, who, yeah. who who you who you taking as a rusher? Same reason as similar reasons as Dan Lazara, but I go Isaiah Lard because he he takes away that middle of the field read um now yeah. the the thing that yes uh, he does that Stephen Harper does really well is um knowing what your defense is doing he's going to attack what you leave available yes. so he'll start to do more things on the sidelines yeah. and and, tr- and try and slow down uh Isaiah Lard with the snapper sending the snapper his way so that Isaiah will take away that angle first mm-hmm. uh but essentially using it as a dummy route um yeah Stephen Harper's side is as good a play caller as there is in FBF. So I think it's yeah. hard to rush him, period. Uh, but yeah, give me Isaiah Lard if I have to. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't want to take the uh, the reins here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not usually the, the host here. I'm usually the analyst. Fine. But but get, speaking, I never get to do this. <laughs> but speaking of Stephen Harper's uh on a two-point convert play, yeah. he's more and more looking like Joe Mayer out there running two, three-quarterback sets. So... Pease, if you're down two points in a game, what offense do you put your money on to more Arizona li- Cardinals. to more likely <laughs> to more likely convert Not the Raiders. To more likely convert the two point convert. Is it blessed the blessed offense or the Braves offense who's I been mean, doing it longer? You're talking about the, the team the best team ever in completing two point yeah. converts in the Braves. <laughs> um so interesting anecdote. I remember when I started playing FPF, I started you know, Div 5. Div 5 at the time was the lowest division. Um, and then I played up to Div, you know, at one point Div 3 and so on. And, um, a lot of guys were saying, like, when throwback plays on converts and my quarterback, you know, very poor typical quarterback in FPF and, and in, in Div, Division 5 was a, a mobile quarterback who could buy time. And all of them were like, well, no, I want the ball in my hands. Mm-hmm. I'm the best chance to make a play. Right. And so I had that mentality 
going through um going through fpf and as i've gotten into f- tier two i realized how good the defenses are yeah. and how good the rushes are and how important it is to have drawback plays because yeah. uh while it doesn't affect you much in the low divisions and as you move up man defenses and red zones are tough and if you can have uh, a play that can get you extra time defenses can't cover everyone right so um I I take the Braves there just because they're pioneers in in the amount of double of double QB uh, yeah. sets we see from them plays and 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 who exactly is the one or are the guys dropping right yeah it it could be Georges Garepi it could be J D Chevalier it could be Will Trassier so like you just don't even know where it's coming from it could be the snapper uh, Pierre Saint I've seen him drop back once I'm like <laughs> yeah snapper dropping back that's just showing off like snapper <laughs> shouldn't be that quick. It happens more. I can't than imagine Jean getting back for me. And, you know. <laughs> Just uh, you would see it from a mile away, though. Yeah, like all the, the big waving arms. arms. Uh, yeah, no, it's I, uh, first time I saw that uh, snapper dropping back. It might have actually been um, like Pierre saying. I was like, oh yeah, if you're really fast, you can do that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I take Braves there. Yeah, I, I think you got to do it. They've been doing it for longer. Uh, Steven, look, Steve's doing he's, – he's doing a good job as well as – He's been going for two more often also. I think almost on every play. I, I, so much so at one point that it was an eight-point game, and he had a choice to go for one or two, which normally you go for one, and he still went for two. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he, it's just that much. That's how much he, it's been just, ingrained in his He's getting mind. comfortable with that. And um, it's also, from a quarterbacking perspective – defenses can't legitimately play lanes or for one or you know what i mean like there's mm-hmm. so it changes what the defense has to do so you can yeah. run your prototypical playbook you have more plays available to you as a two-point convert than you do um generally of running a play from the five-yard line yeah. um and him having the a strong enough arm to be able to, to, to capitalize on that in this key yeah all right quick question here to wrap up tier one uh what Dimilo. tier one player has sauce like gravy sauce player. or cran- cranberry sauce. Yeah, 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 just give me, name me, fire off uh, a player that has uh, well, sauce. Wait, what, what sauce do you actually use? Because I actually, the cranberry sauce, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get, get it. it. I don't I get don't it. I don't get cranberry sauce. A, whole, a good homemade one with a little bit of cinnamon? I've actually heard the opposite, that the homemade ones are garbage and just no. use the one in the can. I've no. made the homemade I one. I learned that from Dave garbage. McMillan, so I'm going to no, take my, his word over My mom's over was yours. good. I should have brought it tonight. Yeah. Just uh, give me give me a player that you think right away in tier one got sauce. Um, if we're going, if we're going with cranberry sauce, yeah, I'm gonna go Phil Fana. Okay, he seems sweet. Okay, and you're it's going sweet. The sweet. You're going the sweet. Oh, I thought it was. I don't get him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's fine. All right. That's so. If we're going so like, for gravy, do you go drippings or do you go actual gravy? I don't get the question, but I I well, want like, drippings. Do you, like do you drippings. just drain the juice that came out of the bird and serve it as is, or do or you, you mix have it with a flour side because I, I it make both B- both, but uh, the the Can you thicker this guy asks about sauce and doesn't even know how the to thicker, answer the question. The thicker one, gravy, actual it, gravy. Yes, yeah, is is better. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go uh, Matt Lepage in that case. Okay. It was important that you answered that question because you would need the thicker sauce. Matt Lepage is basically a, a block <laughs> of of human, right? Yeah. 
Um, he's a great <laughs> physical receiver. Uh, to me, he fills that category. Also, I asked that question so you can buy me time so I can look stuff up on the site. Nice. Cool. <laughs> uh, so moving on to uh, – we'll move on to Tier 3 here. Um, so last week, Pease, Mo asked you if you were surprised at the Ravens at 1 and 2 – uh, that they're uh, were you surprised that they're not in the conversation as one of the best teams in tier three? Yesterday they dropped two. Uh, well, games. now I'm less surprised. Yeah, because of the injury. Right, but well, you're impressed. You're less impressed because of an injury. No, I, I'm saying it makes more sense now because of the injury to to. Uh, oh, but which w- game did he get hurt in? By he the got way? hurt against Lalimos. It was the game where they were up thirty-one eight. Yes, which we'll talk about uh, in, in a sec. Yeah, that was a huge comeback. I, I, I spoke to one of the Zepatelli brothers, so I have uh, details on it. Um, but they dropped two games last night in, in Brossard. So uh, let's start with that voodoo uh, that voodoo game here. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> he was injured apparently in it, but that 31-29 kept it real close. Uh, they ended up losing on the last play of the game defensively, giving up uh, a score to Patsenema uh, on the last play of the game. Um, but what, what was you? the what was the route? Do you know? I don't know the route. Is I, I, come I, back? Yeah. I, I would imagine it's the goal line comeback because you know Probably. it's happening. Yeah, you can't stop. Frank it. K throws it out of bounds, and there's literally nothing you can do. You, because speaking, you break on the ball. The ball's already out. The route's already cut. You're not getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking it's of gravy with two C's, Patsenema. <laughs> Thick with two C's no, or gravies yes, with two that V's. Maybe thank gra- you for explaining the That's joke. The joke. Maybe Jokes gra- are funnier when you explain maybe them. Gravy, gra- I'm still going. Gravy with two V's. You okay. Gravy. So maybe I could cut a producer and a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So when it comes to uh, Ravens. Yeah. Like what's going on here? Like why are they now one and four? The, In my opinion, the book is out on them somewhat. Um. I told you last season mm-hmm. that uh, there are things I noticed about them that made them system like systemically beatable. Um, part of it was Joel Hull, um, a weird mechanical issue that I didn't think he would have, but it just it seems as though that either the 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 plays haven't been adjusted where that's less of an issue, or uh, he's just not made that improvement. Um, but with a good rusher, you can if you can get him off his primary read, he tends to linger there, and then he doesn't have time to set his feet properly. So it requires a good rusher. Um, also, a little bit on how they play defense. Their defense is solid; it's very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But there are weaknesses that you can sort of use their aggression against them, um, and they tend to sell out to their part of the field without necessarily cut, taking away a route. If that makes any sense. Um, and it's not everyone like like Matthew for example is a great two way player yeah. like that's it just um, not everyone seems to be on the same page when it comes to executing the play call on defense not not necessarily uh, playing defense like individually like they're all good individually it, it's it's the way that they 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 carry out that that defensive call if you're if you're the opposing quarterback if you hold on to the ball for half a second um, you sort of see what they're doing and then um, the whole field is open to you at that point. Yeah, they also so don't have the most speed to playing man against a team like, for example, uh, I was going to say big fat bats, but uh, Lalimos, Zapatelli's, Zapatas, or Zeppelis. Yeah. Uh, is it, do we know if it's? So La- I went with the Spanish word, and you went with the Italian word. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> do we know if it's Lalimo or Lalimo? You're the one speaking to them. You tell me. I didn't ask. Um, what job? Uh, but maybe they. I'm gonna go Lalimo. 
Yeah, La Limo. I think Eagle keeps saying La Limo. La Limo. Because La Limo. if it's Italian, it would be La Limo. Oh. <laughs> La Limo. Actually, it would be La Limo. Because mm. there's a double L. Oh, let's go La Limo. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of those uh, young guns, they were down 31 to 8. Yeah. To these very Ravens that were uh, that we're talking about, it's just about. shocking to me that they were Ravens in this game weren't able to hold on to the ball and keep it away. How, how do you allow um, that many points? Yeah. Like Twenty six points in the second half. That's crazy. When you have the lead, like, just take forever on offense. So I mean, look, there were there were Ravens usually do that. By the way, they they I've had games where it's like I've like I'm frustrated because I can't get back on the field. Yeah. Because they're taking so long on offense. So. A couple of things didn't work in their favor. They started the ball uh, with offensively. Uh, to, uh, um, they started the game offensively. So they, uh, Lalimo were, uh, or Lalimo, uh, were starting with the ball in the second half. Um, comments from Matthew Zepatelli, the, the quarterback. Um, they went no huddle the entire second half, nice. like, like you like have you to. And but they were uncomfortable with that. They've never ever in their FPF careers gone no huddle. So he's he, but he's telling me he's like he's like I was going up to guys on the line, whispering their routes, you know, as like like Sugar you do, huddle. like you do. And uh, by the way, when we won the cha- when we won the fall cup against the Ravens, we went no huddle the entire game. Right. So maybe except for the last drive that I took eleven minutes off the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I was scorekeeping it. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I was. He's like, I was nervous that they would hear my play calls, even though I was whispering. Um, look, he said that, uh, it took a couple of drives for them to adjust on offense. Um, they weren't used to playing such a good defense. Like we've uh, spoken about Ravens, uh, and at, in the first half, they just couldn't stop the speed of Justin Sarlabus, uh, was one of the, one of the things that they had trouble, uh, guarding against. Um, but yeah, l- late, what really got them back into the second half, other than the, the hurry up offense, they were hitting the big plays. Yeah. Uh, and which again, that's the thing they need to be successful at right. this point in their FPF career. That they, they kind of like they remind me of what Killer Rays were right. early on. Just sure. this this big play offense that right. they needed to to survive, and uh, they're great at doing it. Matthew Zepatelli is great at buying time. He's great at getting the ball downfield. Him and AJ, of course, have this amazing connection, yeah. um, and they're starting to bring along these other receivers yeah. that, who are also excellent. And by the way, Luca Lacase. Uh, underrated rusher in FPF. Well, I've talked about him significantly in, yeah. my, in my articles, not just this season, but in years Of course, past. yeah, but I'm saying like the, us in the media will know, but like yeah. guys in FPF might not know who right. this guy is. He's yeah. excellent, yeah. excellent. Um, so not only that, but obviously now th- with the Ravens knowing they would go deep so often, he was like, I wasn't scared to hit the check down options, you know, because they were playing cover three a lot because, yeah. you know, you're down, you're down big. You, it's expected that you'll go deep. So they, they hit whenever they were playing cover two. They were hitting posts down the middle of the field. Uh, but cut, you usually cover three. He was checking it down and making guys miss like uh, A.J. Zepatelli can often do. So that's the thing. Yeah. The Ravens don't disguise defense well. Okay. And that's the thing I was talking about, right? Like, right. And it's, it's amazing to me that Matthew Zepatelli is able to recognize it this early in his FPF career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and then, obviously, you know, okay, that's that's great. That's one side of the ball, but then to hold the offense to zero, yeah, uh, again for the Ravens' offense with an, to zero, with an injured Joel Hood. Fair uh, that he zero is still 
impressive. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where in the first half they had just scored 31. Uh, look, he, he did say a couple of the guys, they, they, a couple of plays, they got lucky where there were drop balls. Uh, but other plays that their, their guys made uh, make good breaks on the ball. Um, and, and, of course, the onside kick helped yeah. in, in, in this case. I, honestly, um, I'm happier than I thought I would be with how well the onside kick has um, provided an element of game planning in the, in the game. Yeah. It's made FPF more interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, do they come back without the onside it's kick? Tough. Without the onside kick it's here? Tough. I I think maybe not. You need another stop. You well, I mean, not enough time on the clock, maybe. I like, mean, they did end up scoring to take the lead and stopping a Ravens, like, I want to say a five or six play drive, the last drive. Up. So maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But um, but look, they they hit the the onside kick. Um, not only did they convert on it, they scored a touchdown on it. That's huge. So yeah, so like yeah, that's back to black plays that are touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. So in 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 a total of two plays, you've scored you know 12, 12 13, 14 points, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So you can imagine imagine being part of that. They were ecstatic. You know, they were like losing their minds. It's the greatest comeback. They said greatest FVF game they they've played in. Like yeah. that's the excitement that no, the onside that's, that's a huge comeback that that's, the onside kick I, brings. I, it's, it's not even it's hyperbolic cool. at that point. Like it's, it's, that's it's, massive. I, the fact that you've come that's back that's is FVF's not a long game. So the fact that they yeah. scored twenty six points in twenty two minutes is a big deal. Twenty eight to three. Yeah. It's the equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. So, yeah. So, they, they were really happy with that. Look, in, the, in the, their second game against Diamond Bougie, uh, they, they were cramped up. They, would, they, they had some injuries uh, themselves. It's also hard to come like, from yeah. playing that high a level yeah. into playing another game. And, and funny enough, Diamond Bougie, halftime score, 31 to 8. <laughs> they were down 31 to 8 again. Like, okay, you did it once. It's not a yeah, great you're not gonna do it. Like, It's not going to happen every, every week. And of course, uh, Diamond Bougie ended up putting uh, 50, 50 on them. So uh, uh, a b- bit of a more of a letdown game in uh, game number two. Um, I think it's time we check in at the field with Mokan because we do have a sponsored segment where we uh, will get some live updates because we do have games going on today because today is Wednesday. Uh, in fact, yeah. you and I will be uh, joining Mokan in a little bit at the field yeah. as we take on a team. Blackouts. Blackouts. Adam Sonagra. Totally right. <laughs> well, pay your bills, one, bro. Nine, one, nine, <laughs> and now everyone, now everyone knows most of the message after the <laughs> no, beat. I muted, when I you're the done, for more <laughs> options, press pound. <laughs> Otherwise, right. just hang up. Well, Mo- this is so ridiculous. Why is that Instagram page? It's a sponsored segment, dude. Are you, you even sitting on something? You're just like wearing white. You do this to us like, every time. I don't understand no, what you're like, doing. I don't get it. Mama Khan's very upset with you. Uh, we we reported your Instagram post. Please. Thanks. That was Mama Khan. That voicemail was brought to you by Sportier. That was my first uh, time leaving a voicemail for anyone oh, nice. on the show. That was nice. fun. I've seen it. Popped your voicemail. Yes, it was. It's harder <laughs> than it looks, eh? How does it sound yeah, to a listener? Hear everyone talking, and you're yeah. just like you just need to focus yes. on what you're saying. Yeah. What was the question? Uh, how does it sound to just a listener? It's really funny. Okay, it's, good. It's an there entertaining segment. It's one yeah. of it's one of my favorite bits. If you don't like that segment, let us know in the comments, and we will ignore you. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep doing it. Um, like apparently, we were ignoring Diamond Bougie early in the season. Right. 
Now, Diamond Bougie, they have a quarterback receiver duo, one of the best uh, in tier uh, three, the Regimbal uh, Boutet. Um, Pisa, I have a question for you. What quarterback receiver duo uh, do you think that uh, tier three defenses are fearing the most these days? Is it, is it that pairing? Is it the Zepitelli brothers, uh, Matthew and AJ? Uh, is it Eric uh, Lalonde and, uh, and uh, Lozier of Arouche? Uh, or is it maybe the new one, uh, Zepatelli and Sanita, Simon Sanita, the new wide receiver of uh, La Limo? There's, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's even on your team on Kiss Main Laws, there's a, there's a bunch of different threats to worry about. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Benjamin and, and uh, Francis Terrache, when they're hot, it's nonsense. But yeah. you're missing the most obvious one. Okay, go for it's it. Gab Wiseman and Zach Zorn. Zach Zorn might be injured, okay. replaced with Rocco Cristiano. I don't know the oh, extent. How that yeah. sounds like it's so, it, oh, so <laughs> so you're saying it's Gab Wiseman and Cristiano? Yeah, <laughs> like so, it's quarterback who doesn't belong in the division and wide receiver that doesn't belong in the division. Yeah, that one. That you're one. Going, that you're one going to me is uh, off the off the board. And, and like you know, again, like there's some prototypical ones too, like like Frank K and, and Pat Saint Germain. Yep. Like, like I think there's every team has for the. For the most part, most teams have that combination of threats, right? There's the quarterback and the guy he trusts, like, you know, in that offense to go, like, on the key downs, right? Yeah. Um, like we were saying with Chris Rive and, and Vincent Chung last season, right? Um, to me, that's the one, though, is, is the Bruins are, they're the most feared team. Okay. Um, they've, through five games, allowed 46 points. That's defense. They've scored 191, though. <laughs> right? So Gab like, Wiseman, although he's great, don't get me wrong, but he's having a very pedestrian and putting up pedestrian-like statistics. Yeah. Look, he doesn't need to put monster numbers. I get it. But he's, he's being a little too conservative. Maybe. But and, and look, he, he can be. He's winning football games. They're 5-0. and oh. He can't yeah. complain with that. Like You can't look at it and, 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 and target it as a, as a recipe for failure. They're 5-0. and oh. But... He's, he's not putting necessarily the, the offensive numbers and the offensive numbers that strike fear in defenses. Look, I like take a look at the standings. Those are the top receivers and top quarterbacks. Uh, for me, it's the uh, Regimbal Boutte uh, combination. Yeah. It's especially. I was just trying to choose another one because that sure. was the exercise. <laughs> sure. Although I, I gave four specific pairings and you went off the board when I didn't give an off-the-board option, so you fail. Um, I'll go with the Regimbal Boutet, especially because he sets lines up in the backfield. Sometimes you don't know if he's going to get that ball, if he's going to pull it away and then maybe throw it, toss it back to him. Uh, is, is he going downfield on a deep post route that no one seems to be able to cover? Uh, maybe defenses should start playing deeper uh, on, <laughs> against Diamond Bougie. Uh, I'll go with that. They they strike fear just because that. Uh, so but when that they're duo. playing, when they're playing a team like Bruins, for example, Bruins famously take the top away. Like they they take away the deep ball against everybody. They just don't want to get beat that way. Uh huh. I don't know if Diamond Bougie can compete. I think it'll frustrate Jules uh, Wazimbal. I think I think they'll game plan around those. Two. I hope so. That would show some remarkable growth in a short period of time. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's that's the duo for me. Uh, Peas, my Thanksgiving question for Tier 3. Uh, which Tier 3 defensive player is stuffing quarterbacks? Now, that could either be a... What? 
Broadcasting. <laughs> Did you go to the Volcon School of Broadcasting? Yes. yes. Right. <laughs> uh, so that could either be a DB stuffing out passes, uh, blocking lanes um, uh, from wide receivers, or that could be a rusher stuffing and completely washing out and neutralizing a quarterback. Do you like putting gizzards in your stuffing, by the way? Like, what's your recipe? Did you gazuntait? What did you say there? What's wrong with gizzards? Gizzards. gizzards. Chicken gizzards. Uh, chicken or turkey gizzards, like the giblets, the oh, the, the, the inner parts of the, the, the bird, the heart. The <laughs> Eagle's giving me the, the dirtiest. The liver, looks. the... How do you not know what these words are? <laughs> I, I'll go with Mr. McGiblet. You're, Alex- you're the Alexi Dubois of food. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <true>. Maybe. <laughs> um, yes. What do you mean yes? What does your stuffing consist of? Bread. Okay. And gravy. Fair. And spices. So um, this year, I I stuffed the bird itself with like lemon and garlic and that stuff, just aromatics mm-hmm. and not actual stuffing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I make the stuffing separately, and it's essentially a giant sausage meatloaf. Mm. Um, it's awesome. It's, <laughs> it's the heaviest the thing in the world. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So who's the best in tier three? Who's so that? When I think of sausage, I think of Zachary Alberts. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because he looks like a dude who likes some sausage. Um, sure. And like. I was like, I was trying not to go with him as yeah. the as the prototypical rusher, right? Right. right. But it's hard it's to a, get away from him. Yeah. And when you say stuffing, I think of rushers. I think of pass rushers because okay. defensive because linemen stuffing the run, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no reason why Zachary Albert's skill should be a good rusher, but he's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. There's not one single skill that says that's why this guy is great, but he's just he's not bad at anything, and therefore. When he gets to the quarterback, he never misses. And he has nine sacks in three games, which yeah. is the important one there. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I lost my rusher for the season, and, oh, you know, Zachary Albertskill was available. You, you didn't feel like uh, calling me? No. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, you have a different kind of stuffing, and yeah. that's fine. You can keep that yeah, away. I'll keep my stuffing. Maybe yeah. quick shout-out to uh, Philippe Lancourt from Arouche. Uh, seven tackles, four interceptions, two of which were returned for points and six PDs. You're but clearly doing But does that feel like job. stuffing to you? Or does it feel like Iggy's weird bread mess that he shoves inside the turkey? Yeah, it's more that one. It's not like, ooh, this is delicious. <laughs> it's like, all right, bread. you <laughs> put something in the cavity. Congratulations. I, I pictured him putting, like, sliced bread inside the turkey <laughs> and then just pouring gravy <laughs> into the ass. Like the palm bread, right? Yeah. 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 With or without crust? Uh, with. With. I feel like you made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Call of the Audible. Yeah. <laughs> making it, making things worse. Making things worse for everyone. All right. We'll move along now to uh, to tier number two. Yeah, you can host. Here? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> hosting fine. now. Yeah. Um, so, Peace, an- another double uh, a double and single elimination question here. So there's f- currently four teams uh, that are in the single elimination. Uh, that's Friends Without Danny, uh, who got their first win uh, against Game Changers. Game Changers are there as well. You got Team Ethnic and you got Hot Sauce Sports. So which of the four teams that are currently there uh, have the best shot at moving up as a double elimination team? Uh, who's going to win? Uh, friends without Danny do, they just beat Game Changers and Game Changers. Have so a friends win. without Danny because they have that head to head and yep. they have a win. Um, but they'll, that that still keeps them in the double, uh, the single. Yeah, they're just in the best spot right now. But Game Changers beat uh, Team Ethnic as well, who are one of those teams. I just. Well, wait, mentioned. Game Changers has one win, right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So like, both teams have a win, and yep. uh, FWD have uh, the head to head. 
correct, but they still need to jump someone. Uh, sweat and beers, which they lost to. Uh, yeah. They have a game against uh, Beer Belly but they, Brigade. You're, you're mentioning a bunch of teams that don't have, no, uh, uh, like, weren't part of the question. No, I, I, I said, but the question is, which of those four teams have the best shot at moving up into yes. the single elimination? Those friends without Danny, for the reasons I specified. Okay, yeah. all of them would need to move above Sweat and Beers. All of them would need to move above yes, potentially Beer Belly Brigade, right? Yeah. Like, look. I'm, but I'm I'm suggesting. So what's interesting with tier two yeah. is we create an opportunity for a lot of teams that wouldn't compete in tier one and would dominate. All of these teams would dominate tier three. All yes, these teams, correct. All these teams are too strong. Now there's it's complicated because some teams have players that play in multiple tiers. Right. Right. Uh, but generally, these teams largely would do serious damage in tier three. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 problem is the disparity. From bottom to top, and also the the quarterback, quarterback flex cap, the flex, yeah. Like for for the bottom teams in this, the 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 Jared Bucks, the Pete Delores, the Ben uh, uh, <laughs> Waller, like yeah. the guys moving up from Div Four to now face Div Two caliber quarterbacks, largely it's in, tough. in uh, Nick Schaefer and Adam Sanagra and uh, Stephen Harper. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> or but Jason Rossi. Like, sucks for the defense. Like, like, yeah. it's, 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 it's enough of a gap that I, I was expressing this to Eagles. Like, for these teams, it feels as though Kiss My Outlaws, they get stopped on one offensive drive. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. But, like, for those teams, and this has been our, our, our experience, is that if we make a mistake, we're out of it, and then we start pressing harder, and we some more mistakes, right? Like, yeah, it it just there's a, the, the amount of pressure that's put on these these lower these bottom half teams make it really difficult to see success. Does the onside kick mitigate that in any way? In a sense, but those teams are the teams at the top are more proficient at running them. <laughs> like we literally yeah. allowed a touchdown on a hail mary on an onside kick, right? Don't remind me. Yeah, but that's what I'm and saying. We, is <laughs> but but kiss my allies won't have that happen to them. Blackouts won't have that happen to them. Centaurs won't have that. Like. These teams are just the ones that are going to be most affected by the mistakes, right? And, and you can probably throw in sweat and beers. I think they're they're probably in that in that grouping as well. It's the bottom five teams. Uh, to me, Beer Belly Brigade is is the beginning of that next tier of teams. Yeah. And shout out to them because they're they're one of the teams who moved up from Div Four as well. They're just they feel a little bit more complete than the other teams. Yeah. Uh. So you're going with uh, friends without Danny. So is maybe uh now well they posted on the facebook group that they were looking for a full-time uh sub uh it seems uh that eric uh Deschambeau, i believe uh is has called it's really good too yeah has uh has called the the bell uh called the bell rung when you're calling the bell are you using bell the service <laughs> as well what does the bell say uh, he says hello. I'm oh, it's here. he, huh? So you automatically assume gender roles when it comes to bells. They, they, <laughs> they, them, <laughs> they, them. Yeah. When you call they, them, what happens? <laughs> um, he makes them a better team, obviously. So maybe that could have uh, factored in into the the previous uh, question. Uh, look, Felix Boutet was also there against Game Changers on Thursday night in Brossard. So I don't think. The talent on these teams is necessarily like I don't think any of the bottom teams lack talent. Right. Like all of them have studs on the team, but every team in tier two has studs. Like yep. so it, it's it's that you're going if you're going up against against a team like Kiss My Outlaws, that's a team that is essentially a team of all stars. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no, there's very little weaknesses, yeah. Um, not one I can find. Yeah. Not a single one I can find. Um and so 
that's the difference. And and again, the quarterbacking where these aren't those teams are not Division Two quarterbacks. If this were winter season, yeah. those top six teams, other than uh, Alex Fafard, would be Division Two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, with let's for fun, let's say uh, both Eric Deschambault and Felix Boutet are on, on on the team. Oh, they're a much better team. Yeah, can they sneak up on teams uh, that may have ruled them out and thought, you know, ah, oh, this is Th- a give one. me the team, give me the team. Well, to sneak a team, up a team that they've played early on, like, like Centaurs. Yeah, sure. Well, or someone like Sweat and Beers that they, they played yeah, early on. It absolutely. Was a Thirty-eight to thirty-one loss for sure. for, for it'll help in those kind of games. Yeah. But yes. it's not gonna help you against Kiss My Ella. It's not gonna yeah, help fair. you. Or look, it won't hurt you. It it will help. It just congrats. You added two guys that are as good as the nine guys that all these teams have. Sure. Right? Like that's that or man. Yeah, it goes from a, a, a three score loss to a one score loss type of thing. That's like, okay. But, but like like Mangoose is, is a factory of six foot four yeah, yeah. You know, super Speedsters. fast <laughs> monster players. Like, okay, great. You know? Yeah, so but like in, in the con sure, so yes, against like the three score four possession loss, they can make it closer. But the very game against Sweat and Beers was thirty eight thirty one. I think they maybe make it a tie, make it close. And have a chance to win that if that's a playoff game come down yeah. come uh, come November. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so, I got a game situation for you. Give me. You're down eight points. It's important. It's eight. You're down eight. There's five plays remaining. Yeah. Pick one of the two quarterbacks. C. I'm gonna give you two options. Okay. So not C. No. No. So you got your running style quarterback. Pick between Alex Fafard or Rocco Cristiano. Again, you're down eight, five plays remaining. Who are you going with? Playbook, arm, legs. Rocco Cristiano. Um, I and by the way, I want to couch this by saying I love Alex Fafard. Yeah. As a person, as a player, yeah. um, I gave him the honorary trophy that doesn't actually exist of a most improved player last season because. Yeah. He was, yeah, 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 uh, or two seasons ago, whenever that was. I don't yeah. know. This year's been a f- yeah. blur. Um, but the the big oh no, it was winter time when they were yes. when they were dominant. Yeah, yeah, four um, B. But still, like that's that's how highly I think of Alex Fafard. I know that just the feeling I get late in the game. I think Alex Fafard is more likely to make a mistake than Rocky Cristiano. Rocky Cristiano, he just has this. He doesn't. He feels like one of those guys who just doesn't feel like he. He doesn't know that he's not supposed to be this good yet, <laughs> right? Like, like yeah, he, yeah. he just he's playing with house money, and uh, I love his style of play. Uh, he, he's he's really good, and I've seen Alex Fafard make mistakes late in games. Famously on game of the week, we we saw it. Yeah, I'll I'll go Alex Fafard. I think he's been running his offense, which he tweaked since the winter. He's been running it efficiently. And whereas I think Rocco Cristiano's more of a, a bit more of a freestyle quarterback. He he he'll kind of look at to make a move on the rusher. It isn't necessarily always scanning downfield and and uh, reading defenses. Uh, so for that for that I think Favard's been just running. You know, kind of like we do. We're running the same five or six plays, and he's he's got it down to a T that he knows where to look. First read, I just, second read. I think there's a there's a panic element to Alex Favard in close games. Perhaps. Like, you know, it's it's hard to... So, like, it's like Shaq 
was great at hitting free throws in practice. He was legitimately yeah. great at making free throws in okay. practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And could not hit him in the game. Like, you know, it, it, to me, that's not even, it's not, it's not choking. It's just the game situation is different. And Alex Afard, when, man, when things are rolling, it, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a beautiful game. Yeah. When things get tight and uncomfortable for him, it, it's not the same. Maybe I'm going for far because I and I'll we'll, I'll go to the next set of quarterbacks. There was a game, uh, s- uh, not semi quarterfinal against Voodoo, uh, in the winter season four B, and five plays remaining. He drove the field, ice in his veins. I believe uh, they also needed the one point convert. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going for far. Next quarterback pockets. Let's, Pocket quarterback. Let's say that in reverse. Pocket QBs. Uh, I'll give you Benoit Lawler or Jared Buck. Again, you're what down. Would you put in a quarterback pocket. Pizza pockets. So what would pepperoni. I put in a quarterback pocket? Um, but like pens. No, I, I would. I would put like uh, a playbook. Well, no, well, a playbook. Um, if if I was packing a pocket for another quarterback like Iggy, I'd put that brush that you used to brush your F two thousand. I put an F two thousand because yeah. you shouldn't be throwing any other ball. Yeah. Any other ball is trash. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, an offhand throwing glove. I like to use an offhand throwing glove. Okay. An offhand. A more of off throwing hand glove. We're reversing yeah. all, all. A little switchblade. A what? A little switchblade. <laughs> a little switchblade in case you need to murder somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if the rusher comes through your knees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, also a diving board. Uh, that way you can take a dive when the rusher comes in too hard. And it's really mm. you're down. Oh, there's a real question. Okay, yes, you're da- yes. <laughs> I thought that the, was the, the game. No, the game situation. Uh, you're down eight. Who are you taking, Benoit Lawler or Jared Buck? Again, you're down eight. You need that two point convert. So they're, they're remarkably similar, which I guess is the exercise. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Again, I, I've I've just seen I've just seen Benoit Lawler make late game mistakes mm-hmm. in a way that. Jared Buck's cool, man. Yeah. Like he's just chill yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I love that demeanor. Benoit Lawler, there are times where he feels like you could see him from a distance putting pressure on himself. The hero sorry. mode. Sure. He's taking the snap like that. Yeah, <laughs> like that. It, it, it just it feels more tense. And But I mean, like again, you're making me choose between two guys who are ostensibly the same. Mm-hmm. So you're uh, so you're going Lawler. I answered you, bro. Oh, sorry, you're going Jared Buck. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so am I. I'm. Uh, I'm just a fan of his game. Uh, like I said about Fafar that that I saw on one drive, ice in his veins. He was calm and cool on on Thursday night in Brossard. Eagle, what does Benoit Lawler have in his veins as opposed to ice? As a what? As opposed to ice. Coffee. As opposed to ice. Yeah. Oh, I I now I understand the question. Uh, liquid yeah, nitrogen. Someone I asked. What? Liquid nitrogen. No, liquid nitrogen. That's why it's too cold. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe it's trouble. You want it's like it's like in DraftKings. You open up, you get that snowflake emoji. I don't get that one. When your players aren't performing well. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, too yeah, cold. Yeah. yeah, it's too cold. I like when they're when they're hot. Yeah, they're like Devonte Adams. So you need you need Monday. fire in the veins. Ice in the veins, overrated. Yeah. So, so peace. Thanksgiving question here for tier two. Who in tier two? <laughs> I, I should look these up in advance. <laughs> Who you should start looking nah, now? Fuck it. I, I mean, uh, darn it! Yeah, bleep it. Also, I well. pre-read this question. Yes, I'm trying to fix the grammar on it. And no, it's not working. no, please, please don't. No. Please don't. Go ahead. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, although I typed it quickly, uh, who in tier two is sweet like apple pie? Okay, but then will serve you a slice of humble pie 
after they make a dominant play in your face. What would go on humble pie? Like, what is the humblest of things you could put in pie? It, is it apples also? <laughs> <laughs> it might be apples. That's why I'm like, is the pie humble, but it's still apple? Or is this a different pie? It's a different okay, pie. So if you have to choose a pie you. that's not apple, so, but why what's would the you humblest make a pie pies? and then serve them a different pie? No, you're sweet like apple pie. So it's like, so the nature of the question is that. But humble is a, pie isn't sweet? I don't know. It's, it's We're deciding what to fill it with or no, top but I'm saying it the with. humble pie. What goes to you? What's in the humble pie? Strawberry rhubarb. Because rhubarb is gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's no, there's no better answer. There's no better answer. It's humble. I was going to go sugar pie because it's cheap as shit to make. But no, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, it's going to be uh, strawberry rhubarb because rhubarb is... Uh, and also, it's hard to cook rhubarb, so I'm sure you oh, fucked up a few pies, so it's, it's taught it's you pain. some humility in the whole pie-making process. <laughs> We're literally planting some at uh, at work, and uh, I'm not burn? excited for it at all. So, so, in other words... Who's like a really cool guy? Yeah, but is Shit, a monster. Real question. I keep forgetting that the yes. food thing is not the question. Yes. So like, it's a the person's like a really cool guy, yeah. really chill, but is a monster on the field and will like dominate you and throw it maybe in Got your it. face. Got it. Uh, but won't throw it in your face because they're they're nice. Well, that's it. That's the key. Yes. Is the knocking a hot dog? He'll yeah. celebrate with his team, but not be a jerk about so it. So tier two player. Uh, tier two. I got I got a couple. Do you want me to throw I'm one? Gonna, I'm, I'm gonna start with one, okay. Because in case you have the same one, yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, James Dries or Drisdale. That was one of my two. Uh, yeah, because he's such a nice dude. Yeah, he's just as nice as he gets and as athletic as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, I threw a post and he was in one five and he got there before the ball did. Yeah. That was really impressive. Eagle, do you have one or no? No. Okay, I'll go uh, Sanders Arma. Guys, uh, like, super, well, it super depends. Like, so was the referee? Gi- was was the <laughs> interception given to him by the referee? He's after he stripped it out of a receiver's hands. Yes. Okay, because in that case, it was less humble. Yeah, but because he guy, insists to interception. Yeah. The guy's like the nicest dude, though. But yeah. is like a monster, a dominant force on the field. So yeah, oh, he's an amazing defender. Yeah, so I'll go uh, Sanders Armour. Yeah, except that one time, it it wasn't humble. Yeah, it was more like the sugar pie than the uh, and the strawberry because it was given to him. Yeah, it was yeah. given to him by the referee. By the yeah. referee. Just yeah. wanted to clear it up. It was Jack Nudie. Um, sorry, what was, <laughs> the, what was your next thing? Tier 4. Tier 4. <laughs> tier 4. Um, look, in Tier 4, Deep Balls, our favorite team name of all time. <laughs> Deep Balls, they've struggled out of, the, uh, out of the gate, but they may have seemed to turn a corner offensively. In, like I said, in the first three games, they didn't score more than 18 points. And then on Monday night against Toon Squad, they exploded for 31. Was that a one-off, or is that them starting to find their groove? Um, yes, question mark. Um, I mean, it's they hard had, to say. It's hard to say because yeah. um, usually our sample size is, you know, like your, your previous uh, your previous success is a predictor for future success, right? Uh-huh. Um, can this be... Toon Squad not having a good defense. Because yeah. in the last three weeks, they've given up 38, 31, and 31 points. Fair. So is that more the issue? Um, to me, what's more impressive is holding Adam Antel to a single touch, to a single passing touchdown. 
Although it shouldn't be because that's been the the claim because uh, I wrote the article and the midseason report for them. I've noticed their defense is very strong. For sure, for sure. It's just that they're newer, right? Yeah. And and Adam's been playing a little while. Yeah. And yeah. Tunsko's been playing together a while, so you figured uh, by now they have that chemistry with Adam Antel. Um, well, it's first I year, think Tunsko's defense is bad. It's first year throwing for Antel with this With squad. this team. I know, no, but, but they, they know each other but and continue. he's thrown before and sure. the, the, the other guys have played together. Fine. And it's five weeks in for them or six. They, I think they played six games. Five. Five? Okay. Yeah, yeah. One, three, um, and one. So, I think the issue here is this is impressive by Deep Balls, impressive by Bruno Provence, um, although one of the scores was, was a running score the, or defense? On the, on, probably on the ground. Uh, Eagle, as if you would want to just scroll down. Uh, it's probably a running TD because he's... So he played with Glow Gang in the spring of 2021. Yeah. Uh, and he suited up one game uh, for them uh, where in which I rushed him. And he's he's fast. Yeah. He's fast. He can... I'm not the greatest rusher. I'm not great at all, in fact. Uh, but he, he got away from me pretty easily. And he, he, he has the ability to scramble, get downfield, gain a first down. So so I think, I think that's... Yeah. Look, it's a great game by him. Yeah. Player of that game, for sure. 200 yard, passing yards. Yeah. That's, um, that's great. But I think uh, Toon Squad's in the bottom half in terms of defensive efficiency. Um, and it's going to bear out... like. The two teams that they held under three scores is prime time who take a lot of time and they play a defensive game as well. And then they play it against QB Roulette who also struggles to score. Um, Primetime don't struggle to score. Not struggle to score, but they, play, they, 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 they can have games where they play slowly and rely on their defense for a good field position. And um, I don't agree with you, but continue. Okay. Right, look, I've seen... I've seen games where their offense isn't clicking and it relies on their, their defense to set them up. Um, it's been better with uh, their new quarterback whose name is slipping my mind now. Daniel Spina. Daniel Spina. Um, but, like, they're not uncomfortable playing a defensive game. That's my point. Um, I have stats to prove you wrong. That's fine. They score a touchdown in sixth place on average. Okay. That's not insanely fast. It, compared to the their opposition in tier four, it, it it is deep balls are scoring on twelve plays. Yeah, to take to but score so a touchdown. If you go in, if you're going on six, if you're scoring every six plays, let's say that's so. If you have a couple of drives that don't end in scores, you're getting a three or four score game versus a team that scores every three or four plays, right? Like, um, no. So the best is save the turf turtles at scoring a TD in five every five point four plays. Okay. Six for the penetrator. Okay, so I guess for for the for the tier, yeah, that's solid. That's solid. It's pretty solid yeah. for like any tier, honestly. Yeah, yeah no, so like six is I would I would guess about average if you go across FPF because right. yes. the higher divisions can score faster. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. But okay. But anyway, yeah. so I guess it just the sample size of games I saw. Yeah. Which have varied over three seasons with of course different quarterbacks through those three seasons it's been kind of their story and I happen to see them in week one <laughs> right yeah. so yeah. that might be distorting my view but you have the information for me wrong so fine uh, then it was then it was a weird it was a weird week one thing which happens right like right, yeah, you're yeah. just not clicking week one um, there you go so I think I think it's a I don't think it's a one off for deep balls offensively. Uh, Eagle, if you want to throw up, they've added a player, uh, Francois Rochelieu, or Rochelieu, okay. Rochelieu, uh, Rochelieu. Yeah, uh, which 
please bring up his picture because he might be uh, Nick Suzuki playing for uh, in FPF. Uh, what do you think? No, I'm literally watching a hockey game right now, and no, they. I understand the similarity, but no. And is Nick Suzuki on the ice? Like, I mean, put up put up a ice. picture of Nick Suzuki, please. Do you, uh, please? Do you have a a reference here? <laughs> I could see where you got it. Yes. It's it's but spe- no. It's specifically the smile he's making. The smirky, quirky smile. Looks like his player profile picture. Like I think the two player profile yes, pictures like, look the yeah, same. Like yeah, like please put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the hair. I feel like if I saw him in person, I would never think that he looks like Nick Suzuki. But the, the right. profile picture is similar enough. This one specifically, yes. <laughs> These are two Come different on. people. <laughs> what? No, no, I'm kidding. Come on. But the, the picture, I think the picture looks like it more than they do in reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I haven't seen him in person, yeah. so I, that's all I have myself to base on. Because when you said it, you mentioned a chat, and I've seen him in person, and I was like, oh. oh. But, okay, but really? I haven't. I have not. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no, he's good. He's a really good player. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, it looks like they've added he's him. Al- isn't he also from that Glow Gang group or one of Braves. the. Braves. Uh, sorry? Braves. Oh, and Braves, yeah. He's well, playing with Braves. That's so, that's so I think. The Braves offense, are doing this thing, by the way, yeah. where they're binding low division talent and they're doing it better than everyone else, women's and low division talent. Yeah. And it's. it's Which is. Way awesome. to stay on top, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think Fred Junot is one of the other and, guys. Uh, Brinko, the rusher that they got yeah. after uh, the Algerian Paymar. Yeah. He hasn't played the season, but generally, like. Yeah. I, I mean, we've talked about it, right? Like, we want to see the upper divisions grow, and the yeah. way to do that is through grassroots, right? It's promote from within. It's find talent that works for your system, and the Braves are it just took us really good years, at doing that. Ten yeah. years to get here. Ten years in a team from Telbun to get here. Yeah. But we're here. Yeah. It's 2022. Um, Peas, the penetrators, are they too reliant on Nicholas Fon? Uh, or yeah. <laughs> or do they have enough weapons outside of him? I couldn't tell you because they, they overused Nicholas Vaughn. Well, there was a game where he didn't targets play. Targets-wise, no. Think, look, at, look at this. Look at the targets. It's actually, he, is most, he is the most efficient in the targets. He's the, the most targets. efficient. He's the one that gets the touchdowns, but yeah. the distribution is across the board. It's, it's, especially red zone, he's getting that look. Especially that, even yeah. that, that, that sort of... You know that soft zone, the area just outside the red zone yeah. where you're like 15, 15 yards, yards away? Yeah. He's dominant in that area. And deep. And they, and they look for him there. And deep on, on like 40 yeah. yards. forty yards. Um, you know who needs to step up their game? Dom Romeo. What is this, 6 or 14? Yeah, what are you, uh, Iggy Magnets? Eight. <laughs> three, three TDs. You have hands like the same polarity. Um, so do they have enough weapons without him to pull away from teams uh, – when he when he is absent, so so Noah Sayeg's really good. Jake Halpern's really good. Um, they're, they're guys who just are not converting on the targets. I don't know if they're low percentage plays. I don't know if they're sometimes guys players are players who need to be in the flow of the game. And um, there are some players you can look to once in the game, and they'll just make a play. And Dom Dom Romeo's actually one of those. He yeah, can, he took a slant or but crossing. is he like? But is the fact that he's not catching more of those balls because they're not going to him often and and like he's not expecting the ball to come to him when it does and, and that kind of thing right um because because again it's not for lack of talent Don Romeo and, and again Jake Halpern those two guys have have really low uh, uh catch percentages um and yet uh we know they have ability I've seen Jake Halpern play for example yeah. he's he's really good yeah. yeah um 
I think there's a reliance on Nicholas Vaughn, and it's not necessarily in targets, but in game script. In, in moments where they need a play, you know it's going to end Nick Vaughn. Right. So if you bring it up real quick, Eagle, their, their game against Red Dragons, who are somewhat new from the winter season. Struggling. Struggling. It was 18-12 to 12 yeah. for the Penetrators, and that was the game without Nick Vaughn. But so they, that's scored where the, they scored 18 points. That's not good. I for know. The penetrators. I know. That's why I'm asking the question. Well, I mean, are they too that's, reliant that's, on that's him? That's an apt assessment. It's it's on on plays where Justin Goodman needs something yes. to happen. Right. It's going to be his feet. Yeah. Or it's going to be Nicholas Vaughn. Dom Romeo, four for nine. Come, Come on, on Dom, step it up, bro. <laughs> what which, you doing out there? Which I've noticed. You so you you raise. It's either Nick Vaughn or with his feet. Yeah. He's doing it less this year with yeah, yeah, running. He is. He's, he is making, I think, an effort to throw the ball more. He's only rushed eight times this season, yeah. granted, for over 100 yards. So he's making the most of his opportunities. He, he, it's true. he was more reliant on it, uh, even go back to winter. Er, early on, yeah. yeah exactly. When I was writing uh, the Div 6 article. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, so I think he's making an, a more concentrated effort to pass the ball. Right. And when Nick Vaughn's not there for those key down situations. So is it... Is it that they rely on him, as I'm positing, that they're relying on him too heavily on in those moments? Or is it that no one has sort of grabbed the reins as receive wide receiver two in this offense? That That's probably the bit more minute or like more detailed question. I'm going to just go that there's that if it's not Nick Fawn, Justin Goodman doesn't have that that. It, it kind of answers the both because you would go to your so wide the receiver answer is too. Yes, you would go to your wide receiver <laughs> yeah. too, but no one's stepping up necessarily to to be that that clear cut number yeah. two receiver. Uh, as we as we uh, move along here in uh, in tier four, uh, we look at a top of the player statistics. Uh, Pease Delores, Skyler Bailiff, he's uh, has he all but wrapped up the two way player of the year yeah, or or, so. or is there someone else that's uh, nipping at his heels uh, someone that can catch up to him I I propose to you names like uh, Ethan Adrian perhaps or Tony Vo of Save the Turtles maybe even Guillaume Dubois of T- Tony Vo is one um, I thought of uh, offhand um, a lot of times it does go to quarterbacks um, and Skyler Bailiff no longer playing quarterback um, so that's you know, but his his inter- he's got seven interceptions. He's he's far yeah. and away in the lead, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. None of the quarterbacks. If Adam Mantel were playing better, he'd be kind of in the mix. But yeah. He's, he's I, just not playing better on offense. I thought of that name, but yeah. Um. Well, Tony Vo and Ethan Adrian, those two guys have ten sacks. Yeah. So they're they're more leading the the way defensively from the sack perspective, uh, and both are doing. They're in the top ten, top fifteen range of of receivers. Um, Guillaume Dubois might be one that uh, Guillaume Dubois was one I was gonna. He's he's a top five well. receiver right now, uh, and has about three or four interceptions. So if he can uh, pick off uh, uh, quarterbacks, uh, uh, you know, have have a, have a few more games with two interceptions, maybe even take a few more to the house. He, Here's he's the a thing, candidate. though. Skyler Bailiff only played three games at wide receiver. <laughs> Crazy, and he's got five <laughs> touchdowns. He's leading the tier. Yeah, in yards. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> we talked about it, like they're the they're the best, the most talented roster in, in the division. Yeah, yeah. If they had a a true quarterback, they yeah. would be far. Yeah, they would undefeated. It'd yeah. be over. There would be no competition. Yeah, yeah. 
But I guess that's how you build that team yep. for the division, right? So yes. Um, to me, I don't I don't see a way Skyler Bailiff doesn't walk away with two way because I think maybe Ethan Adrian is a guy who might get defensive player of the year if he keeps putting up the sacks. Yep. He's a very talented rusher. I don't think he's used nearly often enough on offense. Yeah, exactly. To be honest, yeah. like that's a dude you you throw slants and drags to all day Which and just let him get yards. They do, but not enough. Not enough. They they like chucking Look it up. They Look like it. chucking it up. Yeah. 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 Which you can use him. He's a speedster. <laughs> like yeah. a sideline fade to him. I guess. It's just their yeah. lower percentage, right? So, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to put up the counting stats that way. Yeah. Whereas Skylar Bailiff is gonna able to work in every possible intermediate routes. And um, he's just he's got a full route tree to his disposal. And, and they're using it in that way, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like Guillaume Dubois. I like the way, um, you know, if someone's going to catch Skylar Bailiff, it's... To me, it's Guillaume Dubois. Guillaume Dubois, yeah, that's a good. I, that's a good option. I, I, I think um, that Vincent Chung likes. Vincent Chung's not playing enough defense, though. It's a big roster, and because he's he's on offense all the time, he's yeah. not playing every drive on. No, defense. no, no, not not Vincent Chung to be two way player of the year. Okay. I, I, I like the way that Vincent Chung utilizes Guillaume Dubois. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, to put yeah. up offensive numbers. It's just probably on the defensive side of the ball. I, if, if if he can get a couple games with two interceptions plus. Then he'd be more in the running. I don't think he'll get there. He might have another game or two with one interception. Um, but offensively, I think he can challenge uh, Bailiff maybe for, uh, or not necessarily Bailiff, but challenge for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Tier four's Thanksgiving question of <laughs> of the week. Uh, this one's the worst one. Yay! Because <laughs> they've all been amazing, Yeah, obviously. Uh, I, I love that I keep forgetting it's a football question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Pease, which Tier 4 wide receiver okay. is roasting the potatoes okay. out of defenders? <laughs> hey, I, I was... I had one day, a few hours here and there from my work day... Uh, to get this script up and running, I think I did a decent job. No, you, with did, the, you did a great with, job with the thanks. I, I was not able to. With I said, I think I did a decent job with the Thanksgiving questions and how to implement them in a football way. Um, it's not obviously Thursday uh, turkey Thanksgiving in like it is in the states, but it's the next best thing. It's uh, calling the audible turkey questions. Yeah. Uh, so my again, grandma used to make the best roast potatoes. Mm. Um, they were so greasy and yeah. so crispy. Oof. Like crispy on the outside and soft, uh, soft on the inside. Yeah, um, she used fennel. She liked having fennel yeah. on them. Yeah, love that. Uh, that yeah. or like um, rosemary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like with I've um, there's a, a, unless I'm making fries, I've been unable to capture exactly how she got them to taste the way she did. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps, perhaps she was more skilled than I, and perhaps it was just the copious amounts of oil. <laughs> it was I'll go with the oil. Yeah. Uh, so a tier four receiver that's just roasting uh, defenders. Let's say. So I mean, Skyler Bailiff's yeah. the obvious one, but I'm 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 going to not uh, go that uh, way. Outside of Bailiff, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Emil Bululu of Red Dragons. So he's got ten receptions, 186 yards. Yeah. He's got the highest yards per reception of all receivers with double digit uh, receptions. Mm-hmm. He's been targeted 18 times. It feels like. He's the guy on the team who's just running the nines. Yep. Um, and for that reason, you know, it's not the most efficient play, but it's it's kind of like that boom-bust fantasy play where if he catches a long touchdown, he makes your day. Yeah. That's play Bululo in fantasy. Pay, yeah. Pay up in daily. I do want to do 
a daily fantasy FPF yeah. thing. We use the cap uh, to build a team. To build a team. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be something cool. Well, use use a self constructed cap, like yeah. like two hundred and eighty points. Yeah. Whatever we decide as yeah. the cap. Yeah. We can even set different caps for different types of tournaments. Like right. week one tournament is three twenty. Yeah. The week two cap is two. You know what I mean? Like we play yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, uh, we can do like maybe even like a showdown captain sort of thing too. It'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, for like a specific like ga- like game of the week. Like Rive gives us game of the week, and yeah. we we build our captain lineup. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like that. And we ask the community for that. Maybe if we find enough writers who are willing to uh, <coughs> take that off my plate this season. Um, so that I can focus on some other things that I'm working on with FPF, uh, I can probably man that project. It'd be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. But this is also a lot of fun. Eagle, it's time for games of the week. Here we go. I realize that our schedule is a complete mess. Yeah. The way we've structured yep. weeks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do what you want, man. You do you. <laughs> Just <laughs> click the schedule and. The tab and, and it upsets me to no end. Oh, it's the worst. Let's never do this again. So here's what we did last week. We did all the week five games. Now okay. that I realize <laughs> the games don't make any sense to be in week five, we're gonna do all the yep. games leading up to our next episode, which will be on Thursday Wait, the twentieth. So Sunday is part of week five. That's but that's I, like, I how know. do you how do you do Sunday to Thursday in one week, and then you have Tuesday that ends in Sunday the next <sighs> one? And I just, I don't understand. I, I didn't know how I, I'm like I have a week five game, and it's in like two weeks. I'm like that's week six, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This anyway, I'll see if I can get this fixed. But anyway, so because we already did week five stuff, we're gonna do games up until and including the twentieth, not in week five. Got I love it. that so, uh, Tier 1 only has acronyms left playing this week. Yeah. <laughs> so we're actually going to do the Week 6 preview, just the Wednesday games here. Braves and KGP. Are you going to go? I'm going KGP. I've got to go Braves. Okay. I'm going KGP. Wrong. I'll go Braves. I'll, I'll be wrong. And Kangaroos, STL. Kangaroos. Yeah, I'll go Kangaroos. All right. We're going to go Tier 2. We're going to go Arush. No, Tier 3, rather. Arush and Trap Stars. Uh, um, I'll go Arush, but it's close. Trap stars, but it's close. Okay. What I said. Voodoo and Lalimo, 17-year-olds. I am all in on Lalimos yeah. and all out on the 17-year-olds, but give me Lalimos to be Voodoo. <laughs> I love the way you phrased it. Give the young, I'm going with the young guns. Yeah, all right. And Diamond so you're, Bougie. So you're in on the 17-year-olds? No, no. Because <laughs> that's the young no. part of it. Oh, God. <laughs> Diamond Bougie, Threat Level Midnight. Uh, Diamond Bougie. Give me the dime. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go tier. As much as Threat Level Midnight is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Tier two, blackouts, sweat and beers. Blackouts. I'll go blackouts. Mangoose, Santor. Mangoose, because it's a full team of them. That's gonna be a very good game. Yeah. I'll go Mangoose as well. Game changers, kiss my outlaws. Outlaws. I'm never gonna go against kiss They're my the best outlaws team until kiss. until they prove me otherwise. They're kiss the best my outlaws. And Hot Sauce Sports, Game Changers. Um, can't pick it, Hot Sauce Sports by 50. We can't pick it, so Eagle? Uh, I'm going to go Hot Sauce on this It one. keeps burning you every time you pick us. I know. <laughs> every single time. Makes me feel good. I love your friendship, though. I appreciate it. Tier 4, Save the Turf Trolls, Deep Balls. Turfed. Give me the turf. QB Roulette, oh, wait. Deep Balls. What? We don't know who's throwing. How am I supposed to make a pick? Oh, crap. Well, we're going to find out Here soon. Here we go. It's spinning, spinning. Sebastian Lamy's throwing. I can't, I can't do it. I can't pick QB Roulette. So they're playing who? 
They are playing. Deep, uh, hold balls? On. Deep balls. They're playing Red Dragons. Oh. Red no, no, Dragon. no, sorry about that. They're playing Deep Balls. We're not, we picked that game last Back week. to back. Deep I'll Balls go. get the win in this one though, because uh, they picked the wrong quarterback. Yeah. All right. Toon Squad, the Step Bros. Uh, Step Bros. I'll, no, I'll go Toon Squad. And Penetrators, Primetime. Penetrators, great game. Yeah, it's going to be very good. Uh, you know what? Give me Primetime. Because of their offense? Primetime. Because of their six plays? Primetime. Two games in week six from uh, Coed, Le Pucker, Kiss My End Zone. We can't pick it. We can't Kiss My End Zone by 50. Eagle. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Le Pucker. And last <laughs> right. set and Fit Squad. I'll go Fit Squad. I will. Fit Squad against? Last uh, set. Oh, Fit Squad. And women's division, there is a game. Louvre du Nord versus Lou du Nord. Oh, the rematch. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Lou. Give <laughs> which which Lou. one? Lou. Louvre. I'm going Louvre. I'm going Lou. Okay, I'm going Louvre. And that's what I said, bro. Okay. And that's our show for this All week. Right. I love how we tried to keep it a short show, and it's actually one of our longer ones. It's an hour and a half. Best. It's an hour and a half. Do we go for two hours, don't we, you know? No, an hour and a half. So no, there's, a, there's a lot of weird Thanksgiving stuff <laughs> that we had to do. Well, I didn't understand why we went Halloween first. Last week should have been Thanksgiving yeah. show. This one could have been This Mo. was supposed to be a Roosh week. Yeah, there's supposed to be a Roosh, but we went Thanksgiving. Yeah. There, a Roosh will be next week. Oh, no, it will not. Well, I, I can eat the Roosh for Mo. Yeah, I won't be here. Yeah. Um, and Mo won't be here next week. So it's going give me to be the Iggy, Eagle, and X. X. So we'll X. see uh, who's available to take our place for the show. Um, do you want to end the show? No. <laughs> You've been hosting. No. This is our time. I don't. Well, um, thank you everyone for tuning in to Call the Audible. Um, if you have any questions regarding IR or eligibility or anything, uh, please stay tuned. Stay tuned for the new rules that are coming as well. Um, our analytics show that some amount of you aren't following us on YouTube and all that stuff. Please do it because I imagine it's not enough for you. Um, and why remember stuff when uh, your data can be tracked and the lovely folks at the internet can remind you of everything that you need to do while stealing all of your identity. Thank you, internet. Thank you, Eagle. Thank you, Iggy, for everything you do. And most of all, thank you for letting me be myself. <laughs> <laughs>